You are listening to Babies, Balance, and Bliss, a podcast about parenting from the perspective of Black mothers. We are figuring out how to raise brilliant babies, find balance in our lives, and appreciate every single moment of bliss. Welcome to Babies, Balance, and Bliss. I am Lola Wells, and my husband Martin and I are raising a toddler, Mila. And I'm Shannon Fowler. My husband Xavier and I are raising three girls, teenager Kennedy, preteen Caitlin, and Karina, who is elementary aged. In this episode, we will be discussing all things beauty for ourselves and our little ones. But before we delve into all things babies, balance, and beauty, let's start off with our shining, struggling, or somewhere in between segment, where we fill you in on what has been going on with us. How are you, Shannon? This week, I'm somewhere in between. I had this exam I was taking for work, and I signed up at the end of the year last year thinking that I could study during my lunch breaks at work. And I was like, oh, well, I can just have my lunch and study during that time and probably stay at work for about 30 minutes after if I need to. And then the pandemic happened and they sent us all home and girl, peace and quiet. What is that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I basically crammed for this exam and I passed. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shining moment. Why are you somewhere in between? That's shining. Because like I managed to pass, but. I was a whole entire mess leading up to it, and I'm excited (laughs) about it, but I'm also in this weird emotional place. I just can't seem to wrap my head around it yet. (laughs) How are you doing this week? I'm claiming a shine for you. I'm claiming shining, shining, shining all the way. That's a shine. Shining, 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 yeah. But I I hear you. I get what you're saying. I'm going to claim a win here. I'm I'm saying I'm shining because I'll tell you what, I managed to turn a classic struggle into a win. And so here's what happened. This week, we were just moving along with our lives, working, trying to stick to a routine. And then Mila's nanny called out sick. Oh, no. And I would normally just spiral into a puddle as though I could not even take care of myself. (laughs) But I said, not today, not today. We are not Not going to. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I get it. And I felt really bad that, you know, she just wasn't feeling great. And that's what sick days are for. So she stayed at home and Martin and I just game planned the whole thing. I decided I would take the whole day off. He was in a position where he had to talk to some clients, so he only could take half the day off. But we we did it. We tag teamed it. We made muffins. Aww. We got some books from the library that I'd had on hold. So we read and it was actually a really good day. So, yeah, I'm claiming that as a win because that could have been a very easy struggle. That is definitely a win. (laughs) Look at us just shining, shining, shining. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we are both in a good space, all things considered, because 
I think this episode, Beauty, is not just about sort of the superficial. I think it's so much deeper than that. I think when we talk about beauty, it's also about self-care. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking a lot about what it was like when I first had Mila. And I remember one of my good friends, Darren, came to visit us in D.C., and I love him. <laughs> he is the best. <laughs> the absolute best. Like, if I could have him coming around with me and narrating my life, I mean, <laughs> or just speaking into my life, I would be so happy and, you know, thoroughly straightened out because he would snatch me together, I think. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> we love his good dose of keeping it real, but also mm-hmm. he balances it out with you know, he always knows he's coming from a good place. He was coming to D.C. with his partner and we were supposed to meet up for brunch. And I'm telling you, it's just it's so funny when I think about it, because those were the days when I could literally do one thing. And that was it. Like it was like, listen, it is a victory with a newborn if I we make it to the car. Like that is yes. a victory. <laughs> we are dressed. Praise the Lord. Exactly. <laughs> I am claiming all of those victories. So anyhow, I remember texting him and saying, because I know he's always impeccably dressed. And I remember texting him and saying, dear, I may be a little off. So just just be prepared. You're not going to get pre-baby Lola. And I remember him texting me back in his classic Darren fashion saying, look, you know, Mila can't have a raggedy mother. So get yourself together. <laughs> he snatched you together real quick. Very Mila quickly. cannot have a raggedy <laughs> mother. I was like, wait a minute. My edges are barely hanging on. And oh, yep, there they go. There they go. All right. But, I, you know, I needed to hear that because I was in this space where I had poured so much into my daughter And, Mm -hmm. you know, folks are telling you, like, don't forget to take a shower and make sure you take care of yourself. And it's just so hard to turn to yourself and make sure you take care of yourself. But when he framed it as your child does not want to be seen in public with you if you are not (laughs) (laughs) together. (laughs) I don't know why that particular framing just first of all, made me laugh. And I don't know, it just was this this weird turning point where I was like, yeah, what am I doing? Like, why can't I just keep it a little cute in my little, you know, button down? Because, you know, I'm going to be in a button down now that I'm nursing. Um, And some jeans, like it's, you know, let me let me at least try. Let me at least make the effort. So it really stuck with me. So I'm curious, like, you know, as we start this discussion, like, Do you think you hold your daughters, especially because we are moms to girls, do you think we hold them to a higher standard than we hold ourselves to? I don't think it's us holding them to a higher standard. I think it is more that we're investing so much in them that we kind of forget about ourselves. Do you know what I mean? It's like being selfless to the point of self deprivation. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But when I think about who I am with my kids now, I'm more lenient on them um, than I am with myself. 
And it's mostly because of the stages they're in. I prefer (laughs) that they look as good or better than me when we go out because I feel like their presentation is a representation of my love for them. Oh, But (laughs) it doesn't always work out that way because they don't maintain (laughs) their hair the way I would would or... They don't use the skincare I purchased or <laughs> they they yeah. just aren't really listening to me. I have a teenager and a preteen, so they have their own ideas of what beauty is. And we're having to kind of navigate that and gently nudge them in the ways of self-care. Even if that's, you know, just sitting down and reading a book for a little while to calm ourselves or if that's you stank, go get in the shower, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, the way you're talking about the teenagers, I'm just having flashbacks to the grief that I gave my mother (laughs) when I was, you know, a teenager. I can still remember we were taking a family portrait and my hair was in beautiful braids, but I decided that for whatever reason, I wanted to take some colorful string and tie it and sort of wrap it around a single Mm -hmm. braid that like hung in the front of my (laughs) face. I mean, this is, this picture is so embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. But anyhow, so I had the, you know, my hair up and all my braids were up in a bun. But the single strand running down my face, I curled the braid, honey. And then I, (laughs) I know, I know, just talking about it. I just, oh my Lord. And then I took like red, yellow, maybe blue, maybe green, and just wrapped it around the braid. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I was so chic and so fashion forward. (laughs) And then I remember my mom saying like, hey, maybe you should just take that braid and, you know, just tuck it in the back or something. She wasn't against me, you know, expressing myself in that manner. I think she just thought for a portrait, like, babe, you may, you may regret this. (laughs) And so I was like, no, no, mother, no. (laughs) Sure enough, that thing is still hanging in their living room. And I just want to take a Sharpie and just color that part (laughs) black. Because I'm like, why? Why didn't I listen to you? Like, why? It's just so funny. Like, I look at these pictures of myself and you can just see the shift, right? Where, you know, super, just all these really beautiful clothes and just so well-groomed. And then you can tell when I started rebelling and it's just, it's a mess. Those pictures just, they tell oh the gosh, story they, of a um, girl in yeah. transition, right? You know? <laughs> For real. <laughs> a girl who thinks she knows everything, you can't tell her anything. And so I'm just wondering, like, are you having those, those, you know, fashion fights with, with your teens now or teen and preteen? It's kind of an odd uh, mixture. It's always funny how the same two parents can produce children who are so very different. Right? <laughs> so my oldest, um, who is 14, she's kind of laid back and easygoing. She doesn't like a lot of fuss. You know, she doesn't care what's happening with her hair as long as it's not going to take a long time (laughs) and (laughs) it's easy to maintain and it'll last a while you know (laughs) so yeah um and as far as fashion choices are concerned I honestly feel like she dresses like she's my age you know like she's 38 years old but I love that because she's so focused on modesty right um that 
it's you know that's so rare it's true (laughs) kids these days um and so i admire her for that i just um want her to fashion it up a little bit caitlin my middle daughter she's 12 now she wants the fashionable things you know she couldn't (laughs) she's modest i think because we make her be modest um but i've kind of set the precedence to wear things that you really love it's just that we have to wear things that we love that are also appropriate for your age group so you know that's kind of how we manage that now caitlin will wear the same hoodie 45 days in a row <laughs> if I don't tell her <laughs> to take it off, you know? <laughs> so, And also we did have a little bit of a struggle last winter and I'm curious to see how it turns out this winter. She wanted to wear this hoodie in 30 degree weather mm. and it's not meant for that. Please go put on your coat that is meant for weather like this, right? you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have a toddler, so these sorts of things come up more often than you'd think because from time to time, she wants to wear things that I would prefer she not wear at the moment. <laughs> and honestly, I'm of I'm of the don't start none, won't be none ministry. <laughs> and so what that means is I don't even bring it into my house as an option. Right. So if and and quite frankly, if you gift my child something that I'm not here for and I don't want her to even think about, I will find a very good place to donate it to because I'm just not up for that mm-hmm. fight. I feel like I've set myself up where we can pretend we're really arguing about this, but wherever you land, my child, I will be happy with your choice, <laughs> right? But I don't... <laughs> for the most part, Mila hasn't done the... I want to wear something that I one of one of us does not care for at all or thinks is just not appropriate for them for the season, though I'm sure my days are coming because she's very spirited and she cares. You know, it's it's interesting. Like she it's I don't know that she cares so much about the fashion. I don't think that's what it is. I think she's, you know, she's just in a stage where she's trying to exert her independence and She's trying to exert her control and she probably does have some things that, you know, she just likes them because of the color or whatever. But it's it's been really interesting. I think of all my children, Karina is my biggest struggle when it comes to outfits. She loves having her things laid out at night. Now that we've started school, she just she wants to know what she's wearing the next day. And she'll say, "Mm, how about this? You know, (laughs) Really? Yes. <laughs> Cree is so funny. And so she plays no games about what she's wearing. Wow. <laughs> but I can see it. It yes. suits her. Per- it's it's her personality. Now. It's totally consistent with what I've seen about her. Like, I'm not, I don't know why I'm acting all brand new here. Like, that That sounds like Cree. <laughs> but have you noticed how... Buying clothes for girls can be so tough. When I look at boys' clothing, for example, it just feels freer. They have clothes that allow them to move more and all of that. And then for girls, you know, Mm -hmm. I think their shorts are always just a little, you know, they're shorter or they have the frills. And I don't know. I just... You know, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not here for those moments either. But the fact that it's so gendered is really strange to me because I just wonder, like, what are you trying to teach our kids at such a young age about how 
girls should dress and how boys should dress and how, you know, certain colors are only for girls and certain colors are only for boys. Like, who said that? You know, I just, I don't really, I don't buy that. I'm actually really glad you brought that up because... My struggle has always been people telling my girls that things are for boys. Oh, no. Um, I actually allow my kids to pick from any section. Oh, nice. If you see something you like, then get it. Like we have Pokemon t-shirts that are from the boys section. Karina loves cars and she loves capes and she loves tutus and she loves baby (laughs) dolls, you know. So my issue is more with um, how... People try to force that onto my children. And in the girls section, it looks like they're imitating women's clothes, which I think is inappropriate. You know, I don't want my five-year-old outside in booty shorts. If I have to, I go to the boys section and find the appropriate size because their shorts are always to their knees. They always have pockets. And so we, you know, I do what I must. You know, for me, especially because you brought up this point about it's usually other people who feel a way about the way that you're dressing your kids. But for the most part, I don't care. Like, (laughs) I really, (laughs) I, I just really don't. I would say that the place where I find the most commentary is with hair. I am, I don't care how many YouTube tutorials I watch, I am never going to be someone who just is just gifted when it comes to hair. (laughs) That is not my strength. Now, an outfit that slays. Oh, I've got you like that. A hundred percent. I've got it. Like (laughs) when it comes to fashion, we, we, we can do this. But hair, I struggle. And what's really interesting is that pre-quarantine, my daughter would go to the library with her nanny. And from time to time, when I sort of get a readout of, hey, how was your day? The nanny would say, oh, you know, someone said, oh, you can tell she doesn't like to do her hair. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. People actually have the nerve really? to say, yes. Now they know not to say that to me, but they've said, they've said that to the, the nanny. nanny. Yeah. Yep. 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 I Ooh, wish somebody uh, would. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> My word. Ooh. You know, it strikes me as so strange that folks are so preoccupied with someone else's hair. You know, for me, I would say when I was pregnant, I remember thinking a whole lot more about my hair than I had previously, mainly because I was looking at it from the perspective of I want to make sure that I set an example for my daughter where she sees that whether it's natural hair, whether it's hair that's you know, as I like to call it, embellished or has, you know, some little extra flourishes that we can do a lot. Like we just have a lot of range in our hair and it's all good. Right. So that's (laughs) why I was, you know, that's that's the extent of my thinking, really just to keep everything healthy for me and for my daughter as we figure it out. I have very easy to manage hair. It's curly and it's thin and it's ringlets. But after I had children, it started to fall out. So (laughs) I had to adjust 
My hair is really thin at the top. So I just chop it off. And honestly, whenever it starts getting to the point where it's like, okay, girl, let it go. (laughs) I'm going to shave it off and keep it rolling. (laughs) Yeah, I have the same thing post-baby where it doesn't matter how many postnatal vitamins I take and all of that. It's just thinner. And I mean, maybe it's also just a function of age. You know, it's genetics. I I have no idea. But it's something that I'm trying to figure out. And for me, it's to be continued, to say the least, because this is something that I would like to get a handle on. But I'm curious, do you take your daughters to the hair salon or do you do their hair? And would you take them to a hair salon? I I know, COVID just doesn't even, uh, yeah. But let's say, let's let's imagine those glorious days where we are not in a pandemic. Um, would you do it? I would if it's something I feel I can't do myself. So I do take my girls to have their hair trimmed properly when I feel like it's more than I can handle. <laughs> I'll take them and just kind of get the hairstylist to do a normal trim and shape their hair up, even things out and give them just that salon experience. I'll even have them blow it out sometimes. Um, but so, mm-hmm. you know, and they love that. It's kind of a coming of age thing. I like buying them a new bonnet <laughs> when, we, when we get our hair done, you know. <laughs> it's That's been a while so cute. <laughs> since, we, since we've done it just because of the pandemic. And also, I have just learned that I can pretty much do most things by myself. A couple of YouTube videos in, a lot of frustration. And, you know, normally it comes out looking okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, you're definitely gifted when it comes to hair. So that's that's a plus. You've definitely earned your black girl magic wings on that. Like, no doubt. <laughs> I just like where their hair look really neat. I love little girls and beads. <laughs> so How cute. I'll, well, I'll tell you why I started using beads. When Kennedy was a toddler, she used to jump out of her bed in the middle of the night and roam the house and get into things. And so Mm. I put beads in her hair so I could hear her when she hopped out of that bed (laughs) and started (laughs) roaming my house. (laughs) And so it was kind of like an alarm for me to wake up and and find the child. (laughs) That was an adventure, of course, but it's probably one of the easier things um, outside of twist styles that I've kind of done consistently and really liked doing for them. But yes, I had to learn all about their hair because like I said earlier, my hair is nothing like theirs. Mine is more maybe 3B, 3C. And Karina has 4A hair with a definite curl pattern. Caitlin has more of a 4B, 4C mixture. And Kennedy has the most hair I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And it's 4C. It's thick and it's luscious. And let's be real. Everybody always says that I have good hair, but honestly, you can't do anything with my hair without the threat of it falling out. (laughs) But Black women with that 4C, well, 4A through 4C hair, I 
Love it. You guys have the real good hair <laughs> because you can do so much with it. I'm I so jealous. I that you see it that way because I do think when it comes to hair, there is this prevailing notion that if it's anything in the threes, then it's so much better. And I'm using better here in, in air as with air quotes around it than let's say anything mm-hmm. like 4A, 4B, 4C hair. Whereas I think there's no such thing. All hair is gorgeous, really. It's mm-hmm. all beautiful. And we're all and we're just we're able to do different things with it based on its texture. So I think it's a really important thing to instill in our daughters and quite frankly, even our sons. I know we've been focused so much on, you know, sort of what this what beauty looks like with our children. But for mothers who have sons, I think it's equally important to teach them, obviously, to care for themselves, because I think sometimes we make the mistake that that's only something that girls should care about. Again, just this very gendered way of looking at things, which makes no sense to me, really. No, because my husband grooms with the best of them. That was one of the things I immediately loved about him was that he took care of himself. We don't have no funky feet. We don't have no dirty anything. You know, (laughs) he is really actually make an effort to groom yourself. Exactly. And also for these like to teach them to appreciate black beauty, just like, you know, because I think it's as a default, it's so easy to appreciate other kinds of beauty because it's just upheld within society as the standard. And so I think it's important to make the effort to teach our young girls and boys that they are beautiful too. There's so much beauty in their appearance, no matter you know what their complexion is, no matter what their hair looks like. All of it is beautiful. And instilling that is so important. Like with Mila, for example, I'm a dark skinned woman. My husband is a dark skinned man. You know, she's a dark skinned girl. And quite frankly, like we're the darkest in our in on both sides of our families, mm-hmm. um, at least with our immediate families. And so I do things like we sing brown skin girl, just the verse about your skin's just like pearls, the yes. best thing in the world. I'm just not here for this narrative that oh, woe is me, I am dark-skinned and therefore I am not beautiful or gosh, I wish I was lighter. Says who? Like, right. I, yeah, <laughs> right. No, that's old. Like, we're not that's doing that. That's a really old way of thinking. <laughs> right. Honestly, I always associated brown skin with being pretty. And so it just, it blew my mind the first time I ever heard someone say dark skin is considered not as beautiful. And I was like, what? You are out your mind. Right? <laughs> there is no way people think brown is not beautiful. I've been wanting to be brown my whole life. <laughs> so, <laughs> it just I, it makes no sense to me at all. So to all the brown girls, all the brown skin girls, all the shades, y'all are so bomb. You are absolutely beautiful. You're stunning. Absolutely. I think it was Rihanna who talked about clothing as armor. And I thought that was so spot on, at least with respect to my experiences. So I know no matter what I want to do, if I want to tackle it with confidence and just feeling like my absolute best self, if I've got the right outfit on and I love the way that I feel in it, I'm on cloud nine. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's just an instant boost. And Agreed. so, <laughs> you know, as a mom, there was a time when it was really challenging to figure out how to do that, especially because when I was nursing early on, I couldn't wear the clothes that I was used to wearing. And then I wasn't quite where I wanted to be at the time. So that took all sorts Mm -hmm. of adjustment or realignment. But I think once I stepped into my groove and I was like, all right, I've got my mom uniform. It is a classic, you know, it's, it's all inspired by Sade, (laughs) right? It's, it's the button down. It's denim on denim, button down, (laughs) high ponytail, high bun. (laughs) Um, when I was nursing, I would wear dresses that had the little V fronts. Do you know what I'm talking about? The ones that were cross yes. over one over the other. So you can like flop one boob out and keep it rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I always wore dresses <laughs> or shirts that had that same feature. <laughs> it's so true. I could always tell a nursing mom just based on what she's wearing. Cause it's like, if it's a V neck, I know what, what's going on with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, I, I just, uh, I just I really didn't care about what other people felt about my whole nursing journey. <laughs> like, I I just I really wore what I wanted to wear. And if that meant I had to hike my whole shirt up and show my big old belly and <laughs> nurse the baby, <laughs> I was fine with that. I really I got over it really quickly. But, you know, with Karina, I was also on my third child that I had nursed, you know. I did try for modesty and I had covers, things like that, just because, you know, I didn't want to intentionally cause a scene, but my kids always threw the covers off. So they kick them off or, you know, so I was just kind of at the point like, listen, they don't want to be covered up while they're eating. So you go, you going to love my body like I'm loving it today. I'm sorry. You know? (laughs) (laughs) And now obviously, you know, Neither one of us are are nursing anymore. And I'm curious how that changed for you, you know, what that meant for you. Because on my end, what happened is I actually got back to my to even lower than my like pre-baby weight. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a miracle, Lola. <laughs> I... <laughs> Let me tell you, I was very serious about nursing, and so was Mila. Um, in fact, she was probably more serious than I was. But obviously, once we once she stopped nursing, then I got back to basically around where I started with a little extra, you know, a little extra sprinkled, mm-hmm. um, sprinkled in, which is fine. And part of beauty, for me at least, is just making sure from time to time, like you said, you know, just just doing just a little extra for myself. Mm-hmm. Because for me at least, Mila is always super, like I just, I've, I've always made a point to make sure that she is dressed beautifully for the occasion, right? So mm-hmm. I can't I can't do her hair perfectly, but I can do her fashion pretty close to perfect. Right? Like that's my superpower. So yeah, and see, I'm kind <laughs> that's of my that gift. Mom who's just like, all right, go get a t-shirt and some shorts. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I don't fight too much with clothing choices because, like you said earlier, you know the things that I choose to bring into the house are going to be appropriate unless they've grown, which mine seem to have been doing at very rapid rates <laughs> at this time. Right. Uh, but it, so anything they pick, it's going to be okay. Karina, a lot of the time, will go out of the house with a cape, purse, tutu, 
and, you know, her <laughs> shoes on the wrong feet. You know, <laughs> it's right. like, all right, dude, if that's what you want to wear, <laughs> then go for it, you know. But their hair is always impeccable. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> We you compliment see? each other so well. <laughs> <laughs> You've got hair covered. I've got fashion covered. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so funny. But I think now, especially in the pandemic, I've tried at least to try to do loungewear mm-hmm. in a fashionable manner because. <laughs> For me, it's like, I can't, like, it cannot be that I'm just day in and day out. It's the same. Just looking like, a mess. <laughs> oh, exactly. It's so true. And there was a, there was a good period where that was true. And then I just real, because you know what it is? You get out of so many of your, your routines, right? So mm-hmm. when you're going to work, it was a very clear schedule. Like you get up, take a shower, brush your teeth, do your hair, makeup, get into your clothes, off you go, right? right. And then pandemic happens and it's like, am I making my bed today? Or can I just roll out and start working? Like, how is this? How does this work exactly? But I found that the the closer I got to my routine the better I I just felt. And obviously there are days where I'm just not going to be able to do it for a number of reasons, but generally that helps. So the only thing I've really taken out of my routine is the makeup. I just, I don't care to, (laughs) I know, I love how you're like, what? I I can't, Shannon. I I don't want, I just, I can't. I really, (laughs) it's so weird. Like I'm that mom who's like super weird about wearing makeup in front of Mila because I'm like, girl, like, you know, she's going to want to try to, she's going to want to ask about it uh-huh. and I just uh, it's like again don't start none won't be none I'm not ready I'm not ready <laughs> I think that I'm would be so much fun you know one of my favorite things well let me tell you a story Karina when she was about two and a half ish she used mm-hmm. to sneak into my makeup and we're talking luxury items and she's digging into it with luxury makeup brushes <laughs> <laughs> And then she dropped one. And I was like, oh, that is a $30 blush you just broke. (laughs) We're going to make you your own makeup bag. She has her own makeup bag. That is hilarious. But she understands we've set some rules in place that we can only use it when mommy and daddy say you can. And you can't wear your makeup outside. Unless, you know, sometimes she's just going to play and that's fine. If she wants to go outside looking, like she's looking, <laughs> then that's fine. <laughs> but that's just a play. But we're not going anywhere. We're not going to church with lipstick on. We're not going anywhere, you know. And so she has her own makeup bag and she knows that that is hers and that's the one that she can use, but she cannot touch mommy's makeup. With Caitlin, my 12 year old, we went to the Dollar Tree and I noticed that she kept coming out of the Dollar Tree with these makeup products. And I was like, do you want a makeup kit? You know, mm. <laughs> is that is that what we're working on? Because the Dollar Tree <laughs> is not the place. They don't they don't have things for your complexion. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we went and well, I went and bought a lot of things for her, just drugstore stuff and um, gave her one of my luxury palettes just because I I have enough makeup to give away. (laughs) (laughs) You sure do. I mean, wow. 
It well, is an entire you know, a girl's got to have her things. <laughs> I need variety. <laughs> yeah. I don't Meanwhile, even know how you live with that. <laughs> I admire women who could have one makeup item for each part of the face and 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 just live with that. You know what it is, Shannon? It goes back to my mom. She is a classic natural beauty. And so she never... She didn't do, she wasn't someone who would wear makeup in front of us. I don't remember her wearing makeup until much later in life. Mm. I do remember her getting glammed up for like fun parties. But when I think about the glamour, I'm thinking about just the heels and the clothing and going to the hair salon and, and doing something really different. So that's, that's what I remember. And I think I just carried that on. I, I never really got that into makeup. So I was allowed to wear makeup around 15 or so. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was very little. I got this Iman compact mm -hmm. and notice like when I said compact, that Iman has a stronghold on me. Like <laughs> she is she gets all my makeup coins because I started with her and I love her compact. Like, I don't even know what you foundation? call them. This is how bad I am at makeup. I can't even tell. It's not even foundation. It's just a powder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but she has a special, anyhow, uh, uh, she has such a stronghold on me. And yet I can't remember what she, <laughs> how she labels her product. In any event, <laughs> I was allowed to wear makeup at around 15, 16. And it was because I was going to... I think it was because I was going to prom. So that was really my first experience with it. And then from time to time, I would use it. But yeah, I don't I do not do a ton of makeup now. I would love, love, love <laughs> to know how to do it. But I feel as though, you know, I would have to pay a professional to like, Come and I would have to it. shadow them. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's, 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 yeah, it does not, it's not a, talent that comes naturally or easily to me at least yeah you know, I just I know my strengths and weaknesses <laughs> <laughs> but I mean your fashion honey is always impeccable <laughs> <laughs> we go back to that that is where I shine mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. but it's it's so funny because I don't know when I'll end up letting Mila well you know it's interesting the story the story that you shared about Cree sort of shows you how for some children, it's not about you allowing them to do something, as was the case with Caitlin, you know, mm -hmm. where she sort of, oh, she's older and she's, you know, at a stage where you would expect her to start thinking and experimenting with this stuff. Whereas with Cree, she was just like, I'm, I'm already here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what are we going to do? Right. Yeah. She was like, either you're going to let me have my own makeup or I'm just going to use yours, you know. Right. And <laughs> no matter where you hide it, I will find right. it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to find it. And because of how big of a stash of makeup I have, I can't hide it. You know, it's out in the open. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> my oldest doesn't really care. Um, she's going to be my chapstick girl. You know, just, you know, she <laughs> might put on some mascara, but honestly... She's kind of a no-fuss, no-nonsense kid, <laughs> which I like, too. You know, she can go outside and be totally just in completely herself and have on her chapstick and she is set for the day. <laughs> yeah. So I think that it's good that all three of my kids have their own way of expressing themselves outwardly. 
I nudge them toward cleanliness first. <laughs> and and then, exactly. right. <laughs> and then we can go do these other things. And I think as long as you're consistent with your boundaries and you make sure that they're clear up front, then I'm so they glad know you shared that because I think at the end of the day, where I come out on all of this is as much as I try to teach my daughter how to care for herself. Part of my self-care is also a reflection on her because she's learning by seeing and she's learning so much more from what I do. When I make a point to make sure that I dress well and appropriately for an occasion and I make a point to take care of myself and invest time in myself, that's something that she sees as important as well for herself. And I think we we teach by example. And I'm glad that, you know, I have a husband who is someone who also takes care of himself and he'll, we, we may be in a pandemic, but he's got his Oh, gosh. Oh, the, the weekend sweats are one thing. But he's made a point to, to elevate his loungewear. And uh-huh. I am I love it. I think he's got he he looks so handsome and so fashionable, even though we're just at home. And yeah, I get it. Like we're not in our jeans or in our I'm not in my dress or whatever. But we're at least we look like we've got it together. Like if somebody showed up at the house, you know, you don't have to run upstairs like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, just hold on. Hold right. on. Let me just go brush my edges. You said to make sure I go brush my hair. Yes, you know that's a thing. Yes, I'm sure that's a thing. Bonnet's still long. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Still in your house robe and your house shoes. No, we're not doing that. No, no. Yeah, I get that. What's funny is if I let my oldest, she would stay in her pajamas all day long. Exactly. And I understand that too. Some days when it's like, oh, oh my gosh, it is 11 a.m. and I am. What? But at least my pajamas are cute, okay? Right. <laughs> snap, snap. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hilarious. Dear. Well, let's wrap up this episode by turning to our bit of bliss segment. And this is where we share something that has brought us some joy. So, Shannon, what has brought you some bliss this week? My bit of bliss this week has been audiobooks. It was so nice to take my entertainment with me (laughs) to the grocery store. And I was able to listen uninterrupted and be thoroughly entertained while I was doing something that can sometimes be mundane. I was listening to a series by Nettie Okorafor called Binti. And I would really recommend this for your older teens who are looking for something really imaginative innovative and like nothing else they've ever read, especially in the world of sci-fi. Binti is about a young Himba girl who was the first of her tribe to be offered a place at a prestigious university in the galaxy. 
It's a story of her journey in finding herself, holding on to her traditions while also adapting in a place that was really unfamiliar. Her journey in resolving conflicts and even a little heroism. So if you're looking for something that's a little different and thoroughly entertaining, you should definitely check out Binti. That's a fantastic recommendation. I listen to audiobooks now more than ever with a toddler. And in fact, I just finished listening to Transcendent Kingdom by Yah Jesse, which I recommended on our blog, Curated Bliss. The book is devastatingly brilliant and certainly worth checking out. But my bit of bliss this week is a picture book called Rocket Says Clean Up by Nathan Byron. It is a sequel to the beloved picture book, Rocket Says Look Up. Rocket Says Clean Up follows my house's favorite can-do protagonist, Rocket, for a trip to the islands to visit her Grammy and Grampy. While she is there, she learns about the threat of pollution and true to form, she vows to take action and rallies her community to clean up. This book is so much fun to read. It seamlessly weaves STEM concepts into the story. It's beautifully illustrated. And the attention to detail, like the cornrows and Rocket's hair and masks hanging in the grandparents' living room, feels so authentic and familiar. I don't want to give too much away, but Rocket and her grandmother surf. And I am here for all of it. I just love this book. And not surprisingly, my little one has requested to read the book at bedtime, during the day, anytime she can get her hands on it for the past two weeks. It's a gem and definitely worth adding to your baby's bookshelves. And that's our episode. Be sure to visit our website at www.babiesbalanceandbliss.com and follow us on Instagram at babiesbalanceandbliss. That's one word, babiesbalance, A-N-D, bliss. We will catch up again next Thursday. Love and light. Thank you.